Hey everybody, this is Sophie and welcome to episode 158 of the Big Boo Cast. On this episode, Melanie is going to tell us about a varmint that was trapped in their chimney. She's also going to tell us about a recent trip she and Caroline took to Texas A&M. I'm going to update y'all just briefly on our bathroom situation. And then we're just going to talk about some other stuff. A little college football, a little this, a little that. Before we get started with all of that, though, just a reminder that if you would like to take a look at some of the stuff we mentioned here on the podcast, an easy place for you to do that is at our Amazon shop. And all you have to do is go to amazon.com slash shop slash big boo, and you can click on the little caption icon over on the right hand side, and it will tell you a few comments that we have about that particular item. It's very fancy. It's very fun. It's very convenient amazon.com slash shop slash big big alrighty y'all as always thanks so much for being here and we hope you enjoy episode 158 hey everybody this is Sophie this is Bee Mama hey it's Melanie it's Big Mama and I don't know if y'all heard or not, but Melanie had a visitor in her chimney and it wasn't Santa Claus. It was not Santa Claus. It, I'm going to tell you, do you remember that this happened to us two years ago? I do. I do. Do remember. you remember? I do remember. And it was when Perry was in Colorado. He was on a hunting trip in Colorado. And I noticed one night the dogs were, were inordinately interested in the fireplace and it really concerned me but I didn't want to think about it too much because Perry was out of town. And so what am I going to do? Right, you know? right. Um, and so that time, so he put this heavy duty that time after we cleared the raccoon out of the chimney, he put this heavy duty kind of grate over the top. And of course he said, tied it down, which I feel certain means with a zip tie, because that's what we use for everything around here. Right, right. Um, so he zip tied it and put something just so that no more raccoons could get in our chimney. But there was a big cool front blew through last week and a storm came through and we were out of town. And so our theory is is that at that point, our grate was removed. Or maybe just the raccoon was desperate enough for shelter that he ripped it off with right. his teeny tiny raccoon hands. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so, anyway, um, so he had been at the ranch all weekend. Caroline and I had gone to College Station in Dallas, which I'll talk about in a little bit. So we had been gone. And then it's the minute the dogs got in from the ranch, which usually when they've been at the ranch for like three days, which is how long they'd been down there, they're super tired and right. they just want to get in their bed. But instead they went running straight towards the chimney. That's so and weird. Knew, it's so weird. They just know, but they're hunting dogs, you know, so yeah. like their nose. I mean, and so we couldn't hear anything. We couldn't see anything, but like Piper is, especially was obsessed, like would not leave the fireplace. Like if we put her outside, she'd scratch to get back in so that she could keep watch. And like anytime Mabel tried to get near it, she'd growl at Mabel. It was like she had, she had treated a raccoon and it was hers. Like she knew. Oh and my word. I know. But then the weird thing was, so Perry once so it says, Perry at one point says to me, he's like, maybe it's not a raccoon. It might be a rat, which I'm like, I don't, Mm. I don't, I don't know which is better, but I feel like a raccoon's better mm-hmm. if you're, you know, if you're going to have something, um, a rat feels less sanitary to me. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, I was going to say you don't really have a cute rat in Disney movies, but you do have Ratatouille. So I guess you do. But yeah. anyway, um, so all that to say at night, the dogs would kind of calm down because, of course, the raccoon was leaving to go out and do his raccoon things. Foraging and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. In the trash and things like that. Partying with. And um, anyway, the. Um, but then so yesterday morning we were sitting and Piper like would not leave, like was resting her head like on the rock hearth and was sitting there. And so Perry got home and he said, OK, I'm going to climb up. And he said, oh, yeah, there she came in. He said, there sure is a raccoon looking straight up at me. He said, <laughs> and it's a big fat raccoon. He said it is like wedged itself in there. Listen, the second my eyes made contact with that raccoon, is would have been the would have been the second I moved out. Goodbye, house. Goodbye, yes. house. I've enjoyed you. You've been yes. good to us. I have a yes. lot of affection for you in my heart, but I can no longer live here. Yes, I can no yes. longer do that. Yes, it's we've had a good twenty-something year run. Yes, but I, you know what's going to happen. So. He's like, oh, yeah, there's a raccoon. So he he removes everything from the fireplace. And so he starts to kind of slowly open our damper, which is our only barrier between our homestead and the raccoon and is kind of looking up. And then he goes and gets like an assortment of tools. And mm-hmm. I, I don't understand the tools. It's a wrench. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a book light. It's a headlamp. Um, eventually a wire coat hanger, which really was the thing that saved the day, was okay. brought into the mix. Okay. <laughs> but we couldn't get it. Like he was like, try to get the dogs, which the dogs will go so crazy sometimes. Like if people walk by or if I start to load them up in the car, they go nuts. But like they just would run up in the chimney and smell the raccoon, but we couldn't get him to bark. Like we were wanting and Perry was like, bark, like we need him to bark because he was like, we need the raccoon to go up and not out, you know, like not down. Like we need to scare him up. He needs to know that our home is no place that he needs to run refuge. Oh, my word. Oh, it was just. And so at one point he went up on the roof and he was like, try to see if you can get the dogs to stay in there. He said, because I'm going to try to get him to come out from this way. And he was like, but shut off all the bedroom doors. He said, and be ready to run out of the house just in case he comes in. Which, listen. And I thought, well. Listen, if he thinks <gasps> for one second, like. A raccoon darts into your living room, and to me, you go out of the front door and and run towards forever. I mean, I don't know what. <laughs> you never stop. It's like, remember in Forrest Gump when Jenny broke up with him, and yes. he started running, and yeah. he didn't stop, like next thing going. he knew? Mm-hmm. Yep. That would be me. And so, and because I thought, because here's the thing, if that raccoon emerges in our living room, what I'm going to have is a raccoon raccoon and a dog fight like oh, it's yes, not ma'am. like the raccoon is going to drop down and and wander around I'm going to have two dogs that are then going to try to maul what in my mind is a fat rabid raccoon mm-hmm. in it my hisses. living room yeah yes it oh, for it has, sure hisses oh and it has little claws and teeth and mm-hmm. I mean I just think raccoons are very wily mm-hmm. and so anyway he tried that that didn't work because the dogs wouldn't bark. So he came back and he kept poking with the wire coat hanger. And he was like, okay, I see a little bit of daylight. I mean, it was so fat and so wedged in there. He's like, I can see no daylight. All I see are these beady eyes looking at me. And I mean, I want to say that what I left off of my Instagram stories about it was I'm going to say that we, we, this raccoon was called some profane names (laughs) as we 
<laughs> At one point, he came in with a small bucket of wood and some lighter fluid. Oh, oh. listen, he was not called Beloved. He was not called Beloved. And I thought, thought the only thing worse than a raccoon is a raccoon on fire. You know, oh. like, that drops down. But thankfully, the raccoon seemed to realize that this was not a good place for him to be. And he eventually was poked with the wire hanger enough that he went up and out. And then Perry immediately went up on the roof and replaced our grate. Um, and so, but the dogs were besides themselves with excitement. I mean, it it really was going to shape up to be pretty much the pinnacle of their life. So once the raccoon went out, were the dogs immediately uninterested in the fireplace? Immediately uninterested. That is like fascinating. That, yeah, that was it. They knew something was in there. I mean, like... And like, we're obsessed with it. And like today, they haven't even looked at it. Like, it's like the party's over. They know. So the problem is, and you know this, I don't know if I've ever said this on the podcast, the house next door to us has been empty for about 40 years. Right, right. And so we know that raccoons live in that house because we see them regularly. (laughs) They do. We see them go up and down and in the chimney. I picture picture y'all watching them through the windows and they're all around the table playing cards, you know, like we do smoking cigars. Yep. Just partying. I mean, they're over there. They've got a keg. They're like the neighbors you don't want. And Uh so, but the people won't sell that house and it just sits there empty. And we've complained to the city multiple times and they don't really seem to care as long as it looks okay from the outside. And somebody mows the yard. And so, but do you remember this story, which we brought up last night? This is one of Caroline's precious childhood memories. And then I'll quit talking about raccoons. So her bathroom windows face the abandoned house. Yes. Do you remember that when she was little, that she was, do you remember the story that when she was about five, she was brushing her teeth one morning and she said, mom, mommy, there's something, there's something on the chimney next door. And this is so terrible. A raccoon had hung itself on an electrical what? wire. I never knew this story. Oh, oh that's I, terrible. I I, oh, it was awful. It was awful. It was a dead raccoon was like hanging from that chimney. And oh, she was like, no. oh, look at it. Mommy, is that it? And I was like, oh, yeah. And I was like, Perry, you're going to need to go cut down that raccoon. It had died. Oh. It was awful. It was awful. Bless so. It. I know it's terrible, but it's, I think when the cold weather, they start looking for some place to nest. And so Mm -hmm. our chimney is not welcome to them anymore. They're going to have to all make their peace. Somebody felt like Wilbur, the raccoon thought he was moving out. He said, I'm leaving you suckers. I've got my own pad. I found a a nice place nearby. (laughs) (laughs) Sneaking back over at night to get some vein of sausage. And then... (laughs) He's I'm going to play one more round of poker with you losers, but I'm going <laughs> I'm next door to That's play. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh. anyway, that was, we had that little bit of excitement, um, but now it is over. Thank goodness, because you really do think, how are we going to get this thing out of our chimney if it doesn't want to go? No, Joe. I mean, my, my thing would really be, I think, I think Perry's phrase was right on the money when he said, we've got to get it to, it needs to leave up. Like it's, yeah. it's got to leave up. It's got to, it, cause it cannot, it, it is not welcome down here. No. Oh, no. 
No, and and we needed, we really wanted the dogs to bark because I wanted it to know how unwelcome it was Mm -hmm. down here. You know, like danger, danger. But um, the dogs were not interested. I feel like they were kind of being sneaky, like if we're quiet maybe we'll lure him in yeah so, i'd have pulled up a youtube video of barking dogs on my phone yeah, and put it under put that's that, a good idea put that thing on a bluetooth speaker like yeah golly yeah. and said so anyway it was our big excitement um but that is over that he he has left us he is no more so okay. he went he went back to wherever he came so now speaking of house things you and i were talking briefly so tell us about update us on your bathroom situation listen the bathroom um it we're still we still have an opportunity to be patient um Uh listen it you know so they ripped everything out last week of the new shower they ripped a new Uh shower out because of the, the tile job um and i was uh that's been a whole thing and so now they have started to tile again, but we we had a little misunderstanding about the size of the shelf that was going in the wall. So anyway, the contractor came over this morning and he's going to get that fixed. But um, we are still sharing a bathroom with Alex. This is about week six. Oh, God. And, um, <laughs> you know, I have to keep reminding myself, like, this is not, this is not a real problem. This is... It's not, it's not necessarily yes. convenient. Here's the main thing that's driving, driving me crazy about it. It's not that the bathroom is not finished. It's that nothing is where it's supposed to be. Yes. Like, like our, I feel like the house is a wreck. Um, we have a very sweet housekeeper who comes a couple of times a month um, to, to help keep me sane. Uh-huh. And, um, and she has not been to the house because of course there's so much dust and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And we were thinking, you know, we'll just wait and until it's all done and then it'll really be clean because she was yes. saying, like, it won't really be clean. And so the combination of of it feeling like really not clean and mm-hmm. nothing being where it is, it, where, it's, where it's supposed to be. Yeah. Is, um, listen, it's a good time. So, yeah. And it's- there's the whole thing of having to, in the afternoons, of having to try to let hazel out of her crate because she has to stay in the crate because there are people in the house so Uh having to get her out of the crate and outside and then contain her somewhere while they're still working and so hazel was not hazel was not meant for a a home improvement project it's really not her her preference um hazel was made for everybody home Uh in pajamas by five and so yes anyway no strangers in the house no strangers in the house Uh but Uh um I, I do think it's going to be really pretty when it's done. And um, the new people who are tiling, just the way that they've laid that thing out and the the way they're trimming it out, I really do think it's going to be gorgeous. But yeah. um, it's going to be worth it. I told David this morning, yes. I said, it's going to be so worth it. But the, our contractor told us right at the beginning, he was like, you know, it, we could we could get this done in a certain amount of time, but things always go wrong. And my mm-hmm. goodness, do they ever. So, yeah, I I think you always have to allow like you have to pin on another month to whatever they tell you. You know, right. I think they mean well, but it's like mm-hmm. that's in a perfect scenario. Yeah. So anyway, I will for sure. I will post pictures of the new shower when it's when it's done. Um, but hopefully in the next couple of weeks we'll be wrapping it up so okay and it'll be so worth it and maybe like right before the holidays it'll be nice before you have guests over you'll finally be back to having your own bathroom 
Yes. Won't that be something? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <gasps> what a novelty. What a novelty. Well, our, our thoughts and prayers are with you. Because Thank you. that's, that's a lot to, to endure. And, um, and I remember that like when our kitchen was so torn up and it was, you know, you knew it was going to be worth it, but it was the thing of like, I don't want to have to go cook outside. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, okay. <laughs> I feel that way some mornings. I don't want, I don't want to, I don't want to use Alex's shower. Yes. yes. I don't I just want, want to. My own. Yeah. I just want my own shower. I don't want to use Alex's shower. Yeah. And listen, I know that there, I mean, I remind myself too, there are parts of the country. Like if we lived in New York city, odds are we would share one bathroom all the time. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, because we would not, we would not have a house that had more than one bathroom. And so um, anyway, it's fine. It's fine. I'm, I'll, I'm just eager to see the finished product is what I will tell you. Yeah. But, you know, and here's the thing. Isn't that part of the reason you don't live in New York City is because you don't want to just that's, have one bathroom. It's, it's true. It's you true. Know? Mm-hmm. It's like that's part of why I don't live in New York City is because I want to be able to drive to the grocery store mm-hmm. and get in my car and go somewhere, you know, right. so mm-hmm. just it is what it is. So but um, it's all fine. It's all fine. Okay. Okay, we're we're well, gonna be good. We can't wait to see it. It'll it'll be worth it. I've got speaking of home improvements, I've got Perry, so it's kind of been rainy here, which means work for him is a little slow. And so he is actually in the process in the other room as I'm podcasting. Um, wow. he's trying out some different um wood strippers on our wood countertop. Okay. We talked yes. about, so he's seeing what's gonna work on that. Um so we're we're getting that project underway. Well, I will. I will say I had no idea anybody else was at home. I feel. I feel like you've soundproofed the playroom or something. Uh, oh yeah, no, I'm in here, shut up tight. Okay. So, um, he's yeah, he's in there now. Caroline's going to be coming home in a little bit, but um, but everybody knows Mama's podcasting. Mama's podcasting. Now I have to. I have to tell you that this weekend, and I'm. A, I was. I'm. I've gone back and forth about whether or not to even mention this. Oh what? Because I don't want to. I you know I know that sometimes. I might watch a television show that somebody else would think, well, that's terrible. Like, I don't know why you would watch that show. And so this show is a little dicey, especially with the language. The language is just really, really, really terrible. Okay. So I'm just going to get that out of the way. Um, But I, back in the summer, I actually watched a couple of episodes of Succession. And I was like, I don't, I don't think it's for me. I don't really get it, whatever. But I kept seeing stuff about people especially lately who have been talking about how great it is and how mm. you know, season two was so good and da, 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 da. So I thought last week, I thought, I think I may give succession another chance and listen, it is something else. Oh, okay. It okay. Is, something is, it, else. is it HBO? Did you tell us? Yeah, it is HBO, which, okay. which should, should be a really good indicator of what's yes. happening with language. It's um, adult content. That's it's a, why it's called the home box office. <laughs> Home box office channel. <laughs> That's right. It yeah. is adult content. Um, mm-hmm. I would like if Alex said he was going to watch it. I would say no, sir. No, you. Yeah. No, you were not. Okay. Um, it is. Okay. It is very rated R. If okay. you know, if there was a a, a rating on it. But yes. I'm going to tell you what's so compelling about it are the family dynamics. The the, oh. the family dynamics are something else. So okay, okay. Just FYI. Okay, I'm in. I'm in. I'm. I'm needing a new show. Um, I feel like pole dark. Remember I talked about being excited that pole dark was back on and I think I am, but I've noticed that now I've got three or four built up on my DR and I haven't felt compelled to watch them, which I know I will mm-hmm. at some point. 
it's just, it's long. It's PBS, which means it's an hour long with no commercials. It's just, it's a big commitment, you know? Right. Well, Succession um, is too. It's in, those episodes are an hour, okay. like straight on an hour. And sometimes I'm kind of like, okay. Um, yeah. But again, the family dynamics are fascinating. And I feel like I probably have not even gotten to the tip of the iceberg with the family dynamics. But Oh, okay. Um, it's, it's I- that sounds else. intriguing to me. Mm-hmm. I think the problem with Poldark is and the difference, because like I remember watching, which this is another one that is not family friendly, that was also on HBO, is Homeland when I was on yeah. a big Homeland. Yes. On thing. Showtime. Yes. Yeah, Showtime. That's right. I knew it was one of one of those that allows racier content. Um, you know, it, it was the fastest hour of television for the oh. most part. Like you would sit there and be like on the edge of your seat, especially the first two seasons. Like you were just I I'm freaking out all mm-hmm. the time. Pull dark because it is masterpiece theater. <clears throat> there are times when you're like, I don't even understand what y'all are saying. I really care what Parliament thinks about mm-hmm. whatever's going on. Like, it, there's there's just certain plot things that just are a little draggy, is what mm-hmm. I'm saying. Okay. So, um, it's but it's you know it was a simpler time. Pull dark. So it's you know it is what it is, and it's PBS. So it's just not going to be able to have the same thing but so I feel like succession could be a good because I need I'm I'm in need of a show right now well I'm going to tell you that I would have probably if I had known if I had known how bad the the language I mean just the content in general is pretty dicey yes um I I don't know but I'm telling you like in terms of the dynamics of a family it's Mm -hmm. it's it's fascinating and and even I would say even the pathology of a family like like there's just some sickness okay. and some okay. dysfunction and that that continues and some mm-hmm. real unhealthy dynamics and I don't know it's interesting. Okay, so maybe it'd be a good thing because it would make us all thankful for our own families come the holidays. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you, you could not you could not do worse. I don't feel okay. like. <laughs> okay. I mean, you could probably you could do worse. You could yeah. do worse, but it's mm-hmm. just it's also interesting because you don't know. I mean, you, you don't know, but it's it. It's about a very wealthy family in New York who owns a media company. So it's a little Murdoch-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But you don't know that it's based on the Murdochs. Like, but it's but it's got that vibe, you know, with, with a very okay. dom- domineering and dominating father figure. Okay. So, anyway. Okay. Well, that sounds fascinating. I mm-hmm. think I'm going to add that. I'm going to add that to my list. You know, we have a lot of good. I feel like we're on the precipice of a lot of great TV because The Crown's coming back right. soon. Um, Miss Maisel is coming back soon. And then for me, Outlander is coming back in February. And so okay. um, I feel like there are good TV times ahead. So I'm excited about that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But here's what I'll do. I'll watch The Crown in a weekend. You know what I mean? It'll be one of those. I'll watch the whole thing in a weekend. I'll have a British accent by the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll be sad. Caroline. I'll wake up. <laughs> Caroline time for tea um <laughs> it yeah and then i'll wake up monday morning dazed and confused with a british accent and a lot of regret that i watched it all that fast you know it's it's that's what i'll do then but, did you ever watch handmaid's tale no i didn't and i know and you know i noticed that our friend re is real into it now and i um i so i feel like everybody likes it i maybe i can start it i just you know it's <laughs> I get worried about the disturbing content. I know. I, I'm telling you, succession is. It's like because there's a villain that you can really root oh. against. Part of me is like, I know that I need to, 
I don't know that I need to be that against somebody right now. Like I just oh. I feel like it's a lot. Really? It's a lot of feet. Well, I don't uh, know. I know. I just I, I don't I don't know. I don't know if I need the angst. I don't know. I don't know. I think you're in a healthier emotional an emotional place than I am. Um, now Caroline and I went, I thought when you were talking about things you didn't want to bring up from the weekend where you were hesitant to bring up, I thought it was the football game, <laughs> um, which no, but seriously, I did not even watch a minute of it. I mean, we were on the road for, for the whole thing. You texted me looking for a score when you texted and said, I feel safe congratulating you on the win. And I didn't even know what was going on at that point. Yeah. So it was the um, second I quarter, I wasn't in, by the way, second, okay. second quarter well, when I texted you. I wasn't emotionally invested in that, in the game is what I'm saying. Like, you know, when you're watching it, you're all in, but it was kind of one that's after the fact where I was like, oh, we won. It sounds like we played good the end. So, Mm -hmm. um, but Caroline and I were actually um, at A&M on Thursday and Friday because we went and did our first like real official college tour. I cannot believe Uh, it. I know it was very weird. You know, what's weird. And this is how you would be. I know this is how you'll be at Mississippi State is like, you know, and I go back to College Station all the time. So it's not like I haven't been there a lot over the last 30 years since I was in college there. But like driving, like when we went Friday morning, we were going for our campus tour. um, And we drove like down Texas Avenue, which goes right in front of the main entrance of the school. And like, just that, like, it's so surreal where I'm like, it like I remember so vividly being 18 years old mm. and the first time that like I made this drive and there I was and this was the school I was going to go to and like it doesn't seem that long ago no. you know like I was like it just and it all looks the same like that part of the campus you know as much as it's changed that part of the campus still looks the same so I'm like it's just so weird like mm-hmm. that like it's it's so different being there now that it's a reality where I'm like oh in a year and a half like this is hopefully going to be where I'm going to visit her like I'll be coming to see her I don't know it was just very strange oh it's so weird it's It's very weird and so but we um but we had a tour it was funny because a cold front came through and we had our campus tour that morning at 9 a.m and it was cold and wet and windy and just that kind of like mist where like you don't even know that you're getting rained on but you feel your hair and you're like oh my hair is soaking wet you know (laughs) so like we didn't have umbrellas because you were like oh it's not not raining and then after you're out in it for about 30 minutes but even the campus tour I'm like this is the same campus tour I took like we stop at the MSC we stop at the academic building we hear about Lawrence Sullivan Ross we go to the library the whole thing was so familiar but I'm going to tell you that what stood out to me and that I couldn't point out to Caroline was I was so impressed with the number of kids that were on campus attending their classes on that cold wet rainy morning listen listen the the kids of the 2000s are a lot more gung-ho than the kids of the 1990s because that would have been a morning that I would have stayed in my bed. Young scholars, just young scholars. Yes, and just cute. Like everyone you looked at, I was like, well, y'all are just all cute. Everybody's so cute. Like just, Aww. they have their little their little bike rentals, their little turquoise bikes, and they're riding their bikes, and they're riding their scooters, and they're in their leggings. And, they're in, and I think that's the other thing too, is to look at Caroline and go, oh, you could just go jump in and walk with them and nobody would even know that you weren't their age. Like mm-hmm. this is... Uh, it, they just, it's so weird. So, but she loved it. I think we were about five minutes into the campus tour that she was like, oh yeah, this is where I'm going for sure. Like done, like game over. Mm. I'm not even interested anywhere else. And so, which, you know, does not make me sad. Um, 
And so we did that and we did an admissions session and we did a school of agriculture session because she's thinking that maybe where she wants to major somewhere in the school of ag. Listen, which I, I already knew that part, just yes. full disclosure, but it has continued ever since you told me that it has continued to make me so happy. Like <laughs> when I think about, especially when I think about how we met and how like we we totally bonded over the fact that we both went to ag schools, mm-hmm. the fact that Caroline Shankle might be a student in the College of Agriculture at Texas A&M and that I would get to tell my daddy, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, he was an agriculture student at Mississippi State, like it would just it would thrill him to no end and then um, I have a friend from here whose son is in the ag school at state now and there's just something about it where you're like golly we still have kids who want to grow things and build things you know like yes I'm all for let's let's grow things and build things and so it makes me so happy yeah and it was so like it to me we had gone so we have Perry's got one of his best friends from college is on the Ag Council at A&M. And so they had this big dinner on Thursday night and they invited us, he and his wife, who's also on the Ag Council, invited Caroline and I to go to this dinner just to meet different people in the Ag Department. And um, and so we did, but I was so tickled because it was just all these good old guys, mm-hmm. like it's the A&M, you know, because I think I've been gone so long at A&M, so much bigger than it used to be. And everything can start to feel like you start to think, is it just super corporate now? Like, has it lost that like, feeling like that Aggie feeling Mm -hmm. that it always had. And I'm going to tell you that the main guy got up to like do the dinner or like to enter, you know, to say the prayer. And he got up and the, our new AD was speaking that night and he got up and I, this was essentially his introduction. We're real glad y'all are all here tonight. And uh, we appreciate y'all coming out and we got a new ID. He came to us from a university of Mississippi and, um, Anyway, he's he's uh, he was there, and uh, that's a lot of big words. He said a lot of big words. Anyway, we want to introduce him, and I was like, "Well, I couldn't love this more." No, here, here I, and here are my people. Every, yes, here are, are my people. Mm-hmm. That's it. Because the question is, are we too slick? We are mm-hmm. not. Like mm-hmm. we are just as friendly and down to earth, and we're not worried about putting on any kind of airs I, or. We're just real. And I was like, that's what I've always loved about it is it's real people. And I just I met some of the nicest people and everybody was so gracious and they were all so nice to Caroline and so welcoming. And it just it made me love it. Seeing it through the eyes of not just a former student, but seeing it through like, where would I want my kid to go? Mm-hmm. Was like a total like I really could get choked up. It was just uh, like, this is this is where she's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Like it just I'll it cry felt with so you. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just I don't know. It just felt good. So really fun. And then we left there and we had to drive to Dallas for soccer on Saturday. So needless to say, by the time I got home Saturday night, I was like, well, I'm never getting in my car and driving anywhere ever again. I'm done. I know. And then you had to deal with the raccoon. And then I had to deal with the raccoon. I mean, there's no rest for the weary. No rest for the weary. Well, <laughs> I, I will say when we went to the state LSU game a couple of weekends ago and we were we were with some friends of ours from here who are LSU fans. And so I was kind of walking them around campus and all that kind of stuff and Anyway, we got back because they wanted to see the LSU players get off the bus, and we didn't. But Alex looked at his, I think he looked at his snap map or something, and he said, oh, so-and-so-and-so-and-so from our school. He said, they're just right over here. I'm just going to go find them. And off uh-huh. he went. Like, yeah. uh, like <laughs> across yeah. the junction, here he goes. Um, but that same kind of thing, like, just, he feels so at home there. Uh-huh. And I... I just, you know, you just haul them to games and haul them to 
to whatever you can, you know, while they're growing up and all that kind of stuff. And you wonder if it'll take or if it won't, or if there'll be someplace that they love more. But I don't know. He really loves it there. Yeah. He genuinely, yeah. he really loves it there. And he feels like he's a part of what is going on there, even though he's still just a sophomore in high school. And mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a really sweet thing. Like he, he, he is so, it's so familiar to him. And I just, I don't know. I love it. I can't wait until yeah. we do a visit. Yeah. Yeah. It's, can't wait. It's, it's, yeah. It's just super fun. Like there's something about it that it made me like, I know it'll be hard, but it also made me so excited for her and all that's ahead. And just kind of, she starts to really think about like what she wants to do and where she wants to go. I don't know. It was just, it was really fun. We had a great time. Um, and it was, it just, it made me I don't know. I just, the whole thing was really good. Now, did so, y'all stay at Honey and Biggs? Oh, yeah. We stayed at Honey and Biggs. And it was a short stay because we were really just there during Thursday, went to the dinner Thursday night, did all our stuff on Friday, and then we had to head to Dallas. So okay. um, we stayed at Honey and Biggs. And listen, I think Caroline would live with Honey and Big and be just <laughs> happy. I have just, no doubt. Yeah, just happy. She'd just be happy to be there. But um, we ended up not doing, we ended up missing our dorm tour. That's the only thing we didn't do. So at some point, we may have to go back and look at a dorm. Um, but more than anything, I just wanted her to do all the other stuff that day, just the admissions stuff and to hear about all the different majors and, you know, just kind of see because I thought, you know, that kind of helps us now. If we know that's the goal, that kind of helps us work towards that goal. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Hey y'all, it's me all by myself in the middle of the podcast because I want to tell you about simple contacts. Listen, there are a million things demanding your time. Contact lenses should not be one of them and simple contacts lets you renew your prescription and reorder your contacts from anywhere in minutes. So if you're on your couch, you can reorder your contacts. If you're in an airport, you can reorder your contacts. If you're at your office, guess what? You can reorder your contacts. The doctor's office is now wherever you are. It's so simple, y'all. The simple contacts vision test is self-guided. It takes less than five minutes. It takes so much less time than if you have to make an appointment and get to the eye doctor, take time off, sit in the waiting room. This test is designed by ophthalmologists and a licensed doctor reviews every test. So you can skip the office visit, but not the care. The reviews for Simple Contacts speak for themselves. Simple Contacts has been rated five stars over 5,000 times on the App Store. And you can text with the support team and always get to speak with a person if you need some help. Simple Contacts has all the brands and types of lenses you're familiar with, so you don't have to shop around. And the vision test is only $20. Plus, the contact lens prices unbeatable standard shipping is free and best of all we have a special promotion for our listeners of the big boocast y'all i did not understand how this could work but sure enough i stood right here in my office i took a vision test somebody looked over that vision test they confirmed my prescription and my contacts were on the way really is a time saver so for $20 off your first simple contacts order so all you have to do you go to simplecontacts.com slash big boo 20 or use the promo code big boo 20 at checkout that's simplecontacts.com slash big boo 20 20 or enter the promo code big boo 20 at 
checkout for $20 off your first Simple Contacts order. Now, this is not a replacement for your periodic full eye health exam. Simple Contacts will only test that your current prescription helps you to see 2020. They don't write new prescriptions. They don't examine eye health. But this is a great way to make sure that your prescription is accurate and to renew your contact lens orders. I'm a fan. Y'all, I am so happy to be able to tell you about something that Melanie and I both love so much. And that is our Fab Fit Fun subscriptions. The 2019 fall box is on sale now and it is fantastic. And y'all, I cannot even explain to you what a treat and a joy it is to get a FabFitFun box at your front door four times a year. And I think my favorite thing in this fall box was an Aromatherapy Associates Deep Relaxed Rollerball that you put across the back of your neck or on your shoulders for stress relief. It smells so delicious and it works. And I'm a little stressed this time of year. Plus... There are health and beauty products. There are household products. There are great accessories. There, sometimes there's even jewelry. It's full-size premium beauty, lifestyle, fitness, home, and tech products. They deliver the seasonal must-haves that we all need. So the fall box is a perfect way to treat yourself or others and get ready for what is surely the most wonderful time of year with a carefully curated box of products. I'm telling y'all, it's like Christmas four times a year. The products in the FabFitFun box always have a value of over $200. It retails for $49.99, but you can get $10 off your first box at fabfitfun.com slash big boo. That's fabfitfun.com slash big boo for $10 off your first FabFitFun subscription box. Y'all are gonna love it. And then football on Saturday, I will tell you too, and this is where I am with AM football right now, because like AM season is kind of like, yeah, whatever. We've still got to play LSU and Georgia and South Carolina, yeah. so whatever. But like when Caroline told me we were driving, we were outside of Austin on our way home from Dallas, and she was like, TCU just beat Texas. I'm going to tell you that <laughs> it wasn't, wasn't the worst news I'd heard. Sorry, That's all I'm gonna say. sorry, Longhorn sorry, fans. Sorry, Those sorry old, to my Longhorn fans. Mm -hmm. Old rivalries die die hard. They do. And here's the thing: don't act like you wouldn't feel the same way about mm -hmm. us losing. That's the whole thing. Is people want to say, "I would be happy." I just cheer for Texas. No, you don't. You you cheer against A and M the same way we cheer against y'all. And it's fine. It is what it is. We all love each other. This is about football. It's not about love. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying. I'm just going to say that I took it on the chin on Saturday. Oh, you lost. Um, oh, you lost Iowa. Uh, yeah, Iowa State lost. All their ranked teams lost on Saturday. It was not a good day for them. It was not. I felt like if that Sooner schooner, that covered wagon sure. that tipped over, if anything put like some sort of a bad juju on a season, it was like that thing going down the Saturday before. It was almost like it was foreshadowing. Right, right. You just, there was no way really to get around it. You're not going to win after that happens. You can't, like, how do you come back from that? No. And then when they said they can't do it anymore, like they're getting rid of the schooner for the rest of the year. I was like, you, you change up all your dynamics. Well, um, you know, Alabama played this past weekend with a backup quarterback. They, they did. I'm going to say they didn't <laughs> seem to skip a beat. They really didn't skip a beat. But I'm going to tell you that everybody I know who has been to an Alabama game the last two weeks has wanted to talk about their new lights. They've got these new lights. State oh, has I this. 
State has the same lights in the baseball stadium, but but Alabama put them in the football stadium, and there's a whole thing. They turn out all the regular lights, and they just put the the LED lights that run around the stadium. And I, and 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 I listen. I nobody loves a good game day experience more than I do. Uh-huh. But I just am like, really? Like, so it's not enough that you beat everybody like 114 yeah. to two. Like now, now we got to have a Broadway play at the beginning of the fourth quarter or whenever it is. Like, it's just, yeah. I don't know. I've never seen such, such a pattern of, um, of overachieving in my life. Yes. I, yes. You know, where you put your backup quarterback in and, and really your offense may even work a little bit better than it it did the week before with your starter. Like, I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. It is crazy, but it's just, I mean, what are you going to do? It just, it is what it is. Although I will say there's a new number one in town. There is a new number one in town, the (laughs) LSU Tigers. Yes, ma'am. I, I don't know who would have ever thought Ed Orgeron was going to be the coach of the number one team in the country. But he, I mean, who would have thought he sure is. And here's what I think is. So here's what I think is a fascinating discussion. As we know, he did not have success at Ole Miss when he was there. Um, He, he, he lost that job. He was the interim coach at USC. Now I do think he was doing some good things there, but I don't think he was polished enough for Mm -hmm. what USC was wanting. I wonder now if USC isn't kicking themselves thinking, uh, what did we do? Right, uh, but if he had stayed at USC, he would have needed a tra- they'd have had to send out a translator. They well, would have had to sure. have hired somebody from South Louisiana to go translate for for the media in Southern California. For sure. Well, just flying in that Popeye's chicken every week for him <laughs> would get pricey, you know? <laughs> Seriously. I mean, that's that that'd cost a pretty penny. But it's like it, it to me is an example of when the coat when the right coach finds the right fit at the mm-hmm. right school, like and you can't predict that. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you could, everybody would do it. But it's like there's something about all those parts all coming together. It's what Saban's done at Alabama. And I feel like you look at Ogeron and it's just it's something else. I mean, it it is something else. I'm I'm thrilled for him. Well, you know, I will never forget when he got the, the head coaching job at Ole Miss. My mama called me because he went and spoke to the, the Ole Miss Boosters at the country club in my hometown. Uh-huh. And mama said, they said his language was horrible. <laughs> like, <laughs> they said they had never heard such language. And so th- that didn't translate well in Mississippi, like his sort of yeah. style. But like, but seriously, it's exactly what you're saying. But in Baton Rouge, all uh-huh. day long. Like, That's right. It's just... He, he it's like a hand and a glove like he just uh-huh. he fits the culture the 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 way those kids adore him I don't know it brings me so much joy to watch him interact with his players and to see uh-huh. how the LSU fans respond to him like it's just it's just one of those I don't know it's it you hoped it would go well for him I'd never expected it would go this well for him and it's yeah. it's so fun to sit back and see see that thing play out like I I hope you know I hope LSU goes all the way I hope they they go the entire distance and win a national championship I would be so yeah. happy yeah I know I agree I think I mean A&M still has to play them which I'm just saying if they stay ranked if they were to beat Alabama on November 9th and they stay ranked then A&M will have played the number one team in the nation three times in one season I'm so sorry I mean, is that just like what do you I mean what do you even do with that so so given your your affection for LSU 
and your love for your Aggies. Yes. Would you want the Aggies to be, to upset the apple cart and the possibility of a national championship for LSU by winning? Oh, for sure. I don't love them that much. I love them second to Mm A&M. Oh, for sure. If we could upset them as the number one team in the nation all day long, I would, I would take that all day long. No question. But if, if we were to lose that game and they were to go on, I will be cheering for LSU against Alabama for sure. Oh yeah. I will too. LSU over Alabama. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll be cheering for them all the way, except for when they play us, in which case I would, I would love to see us knock off LSU. And I think everybody in that game is going to be a little salty after those seven (laughs) overtimes last year. Really the the best college football game I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. I mean, it really was, it was, it was the the best one ever. So it'll, I don't think this year's can possibly top that, but, um, but it'll be, it'll be fun to watch. Um, and then, oh, and then I was going to say on another LSU related note, our friend Les Miles yes. really turned Kansas around quick, which also shows what good, really good coaching can do because Kansas knocked off Texas Tech and they almost beat Texas the week before. But, but that, did you see or read about the ending of that Kansas, Texas Tech game? I did not. <clears throat> okay. This is what I'm going to tell you. Tell me this in the Les Miles factor. So it's tied. Kansas is driving down the field. They they get to 15 seconds left, maybe 12 seconds left. They're going to kick a field goal for hopefully the win from maybe it was probably like a 40-yard field goal, I think. The kicker lines up. He starts to kick it just as they call, they whistle timeout to freeze him. He makes that one, but you're like, well, it didn't count. So <clears throat> they line up. He goes to kick it again. He misses that one. He misses it. It ricochets off. A Texas Tech player scoops it up like he's going to, like, so the Tech has the ball. He goes to try to lateral pass it to another one of his players, drops it, and Kansas gets the ball back with two seconds left on the clock. So then they get to kick a field goal again, and they won the game. Is that the most Les Miles thing ever? It is. It is. He has a, there's there's some angel that has visited him at some point in his life. That has given him a special anointing for moments yes. such like that. The only thing that would have made that a more last miles ending is if he had either needed a timeout and had run out or if he completely mismanaged the clock for those last mm-hmm. two seconds and they were unable to kick it. Like, you don't really know how that thing's going to go. Yes. Yes. But <laughs> yes, it could go either way. It could go either way. But I'm yeah. so glad it went that way. Yeah, it was very fun. I was very happy. So it's it's fun watching. I've even had fun watching Mac Brown at UNC this year. Like it's fun watching these coaches that have been let go of a place come back and have success somewhere mm-hmm. else. I've been happy for them. I'm going to tell you what, last week after we had a, a Thursday night game, a high school game last, last week, and uh-huh. Alex told me on Wednesday night, he was like, hey, if we win the game, we're all spending the night at school. And I was like, what? And he's like, we're going to spend the night at school. So... And I said, are you going to do that? And he was like, I'm 100% doing that. And I said, yeah, of course. okay, well, um, so the next day I texted his coach and I was like, hey, is this thing legit? And he was like, 100%. He said, I told him, he said, they asked me back in the summer. I got it approved. I double checked today and that it was approved. And he said, um, I'm going to stay up here with him. So, and uh-huh. then another assistant coach was going to stay with him. And... Um, as my, uh, as one of Alex's friend's mom said about their head coach, um, he, she said, you know, 
her son feels like that coach just glows in the dark. He loves him so much. Like he just thinks, yeah. you know, they just, it, it's just that sweet relationship that happens a lot of times on mm-hmm. a team. And they just adore him Friday morning. It's like, well, I don't know if Alex is awake asleep. I don't know what he's doing. And he, he busted in my office and, <laughs> and was like, that was amazing. And <laughs> it was, it was seriously probably one of the top five moments of his life, maybe top three. I it was one it. of those nights where everything was funny. Like yes. they just had a ball and oh, he will remember it for that. the rest of his life. And so yeah. that's exactly why, like these coaches you're talking about when you, mm-hmm. I don't know, there's something about being on this side of it too, where you see how much their investment in somebody's life means and, yeah. and how much it shapes them and all that kind of stuff. So you want to see those good coaches. Like you just yeah. can root for them all day long because yeah, it's it really is about so much more than winning and losing and so yeah. les miles and mac brown yeah i mean and ed orgeron all those guys that i mean it's fun to watch them win but it's also really cool to think about how many lives they have affected in ways that we will never know about in ways they probably don't even know about um yeah yeah just by being like a constant loving presence in those guys lives yeah, yeah. and i think the thing like with the three of them is they all appear to be good men, you mm-hmm. know, I feel like, and so you just, you don't hear anything bad about them, except maybe for Ogeron's language right. um, from your mama. Um, <laughs> but I, <laughs> I had never heard such language, but I just, you just, you like to see that. I, so I love it. Um, I love it. I, know. I was going to say yesterday, um, we had the last JV game of the year and I was trying to, I was killing some time before, cause it was kind of on the other side of Birmingham and I went in Nordstrom rack and, um, one found a pair of Madewell boots that I'm really, I didn't oh. get them, but I can, I've continued to think about them today. Okay. So I may have to swing back by and see if they're oh. still available. Okay. Are uh, they booties? They're, they're a higher booty. Yeah, but they're booties. Okay. They're, they zip okay. up, but they're the most beautiful camel leather. Mm. And I think they were last year, they were last year's model. And okay. so, they were they were about less than half price of what they would have been if I had oh, gotten wow. them last year because it was Nordstrom Rack. But I've yeah. I've continued to think about them today and really mm. feel like I that I may need to invite them to to live with me. That's um, how you know. Mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. when you think about them the next day. But my mm-hmm. point is, they had all kinds of Christmas stuff. Like they had all kinds oh. of like um, stuff for your table and and usually I'm like it is not even Halloween. But for some reason, yeah. I was ready to see it. For some reason, it felt okay. it felt good to me. I don't know. I was ready for it. I like that. Well, I think we're at the end. I mean, we're November. I feel like we're pretty much almost to November at this mm-hmm. point. I feel like it's time. You know, it's mid-October. It's still a little bit. I feel like the weather's cooled off. It's It becomes like, okay, we can. I can think about this again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that's, that's sort of where I am. And I, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe because I... I think too, if it's Christmas, then my bathroom's going to be finished. Well, that's true too. But I just, I don't know. I kind of last year I bought for the first time in a long time, I bought some new Christmassy stuff to go on the table and okay, our bar that I decorate like a, like a mantle. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yes. I don't know. I was kind of like, Oh, I think I could, I could maybe okay. I could wrap You're my ready. head around to the, around this again. Yeah. I think okay. I could. You're ready. I, that's funny because I was actually thinking there was some blogger that I follow and she was having to put all her Christmas stuff up like this week because I guess they were doing some sort of photo shoot at her house, which I'm not in that kind of pressure. <laughs> but I, but 
think, you know what, if I had an artificial tree, I could totally get that out next week. You know, like I could, Mm -hmm. I could start decorating and be ready. Now we, we do a real tree, so that's not an option, but I'm just, I could start decorating. I have a friend who's going to start this weekend. She said, because Uh they're going to be out of town Thanksgiving. And Uh she said, I just, it it takes a little while to get it all up and I'm just going to go ahead and start and I can enjoy it for a long time. And I'm kind of not opposed to that. Like, yeah, why not? Yeah. Well, that's kind of my thing is it's like some years there have been times where I've put it all up and then felt like it was time to turn right back around and put it all down, you know? And so I'm like, sometimes it's nice to, to get to enjoy it for a while. Now we will do, we normally do a gift guide episode Yes. every year. And we're going to do that again. I'm looking at my calendar. Um, we're going to do that again this year and it will be the week of November 18th is when it will be. Okay. Okay, great. I can't wait. I can't wait to see what our gift guide is going to contain this year. And then we're going to do another Christmassy episode with our good friend Travis Cottrell, and it will be on Patreon. So no yes. pressure if you're not on the Patreon, but that's where our, our, our Travis Christmas Spectacular will be. Because yeah. um, it's time. It's time. It's time for Travis yeah. to come back around for sure. It is. Well, and I feel like he's always going to be good. He's good for some Neil Diamond Christmas mm, for us. Yes. Um, and I feel like he can tell us, he always likes to tell us his about them making candy. I feel like uh-huh. there's so many cultural traditions that I love to hear about every year when he, it seems like he always ends up joining us around the holidays. So he I does. can't wait to have Travis. It's my fave. I also want to say Andrew Peterson has a Christmas album that's been out for several years called Behold the Loom of God. That um, I heard it for the first time maybe 10 years ago. I don't know any tours and different things around Christmas time. He's actually going to be at our church this year. Um, mm-hmm. But they he remastered the Behold the Loom of God album. Mm-hmm. And I listened to it for the first time yesterday. And when the first song started, I like I kind of had to hold my heart a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like it is uh. so gorgeous. Okay. I love it. Okay. That's on my list. It's on my list. So it's fantastic. And so we can link to that on iTunes and on Spotify. Okay. So awesome. It's okay. really good. Yay. Mm-hmm. All right. So okay. that's about it, I guess. All right. Well, thanks for joining us today, everybody. As always, we're so glad you're here. Always. All right. We will talk to y'all later. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.